U.S. President Donald Trump announced on Friday that he tested positive for the coronavirus shortly after the COVID-positive diagnosis of one of his top aides. In the announcement on Twitter, it also mentions that he and his wife will immediately self-isolate. Trump's doctor says the couple are currently in a good condition and that the president will continue to carry out his duty in isolation in the White House. Meanwhile, Vice President Mike Pence has tested negative for COVID. On Friday, a bombshell was dropped into U.S. election campaigning. It says tonight... Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. That was Trump and his wife confirmed on Twitter in the early morning Friday that both of them had tested COVID positive. The news immediately captured international headlines. The White House canceled plans for Trump to travel to key swing state Florida later that day. According to a White House physician, the president and the first lady are in good condition and will stay in the White House during their recover period. Is off, but then it does say at the end, rest assured, I expect, expect the president to continue carrying out his duties without disruption while recovering. Shortly before Trump received his diagnosis, Hope Hicks, one of his closest aides, Hicks had taken a charter plane with Trump and several senior White House officials several times this week, accompanying him to the first presidential debate and to campaigning in Minnesota. After learning that Hicks had been infected, Trump praised her in a telephone interview with Fox News. He said he and the First Lady had just been screened for the virus and were waiting for the results. And I just went out with a test. I'll see what, you know, because we spent a lot of time and the First Lady just went out with a test also. On the evening of October 1st, Trump flew back to the White House. In his last public appearance, he looked no different from usual. Trump is 74 years old and thus in a high-risk group. His future campaign schedule may be affected. Taiwan's presidential office says that as soon as President Tsai Ing-wen heard the news, she said she hoped President Trump and his wife would recover quickly under the professional care of his medical team. However, the news has massively roiled the markets. U.S. stock futures fell sharply on Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by up to 500 points, and the S&P 100 was sent plunging. During the U.S. presidential debate on Wednesday, President Trump stood a mere five meters away from his challenger, Joe Biden. Taiwan experts debate whether the two men's close proximity could have put Biden at risk of infection from airborne particles. One doctor says there's a real chance Biden got infected. Another says it's unlikely, even given Trump's loud voice. Biden is 78 already. He's older. Of course, should he get infected, his likelihood of contracting a severe case of the disease is five or six times higher than that for the average person. Saliva really has become a weapon. Maybe Biden has been stuck in this saliva war. It's really not hard for airborne particles to have floated over. The debate lasted one or two hours, so there is a risk of infection. The volume I'm speaking at is not really any quieter than Trump's. But when I'm speaking, my spit particles are probably staying within two meters of me. If I'm speaking like this, I don't think it's likely the particles would float five meters away. 
Whether Trump has spread the coronavirus to Biden is still unknown. Taiwan's health officials have taken the opportunity to remind the public that wearing a face mask is still the best way to prevent an infection. Well, it's day two of the mid-autumn festival long weekend and tourist spots around Taiwan were flooded with visitors. Fair weather in Kaohsiung brought huge crowds to Shoshan Zoo, which registered up to 2,000 more visitors than usual. Another popular spot in the city is Qijing Island, which was packed on Friday. Some vacationers say they're visiting the small island off the coast of Kaohsiung as a substitute for international travel. With a vast offer of local delicacies and a sand sculpture event on the beach, Qijing vendors say crowds have doubled in the last couple of days. Every mid-autumn festival, the town of Jiaoxi in Yilan holds a 130-year-old event that's not found elsewhere, a competition on a giant swing. This year, 98 brave souls took turns strapping themselves to the massive swing to kick a bell suspended two stories up in the air for as many times as they could. Last year's champion successfully defended his title, kicking the bell 27 times in three minutes. The swinger squats down and pushes forward to kick the bell mid-air and score a point. This was Jiaoxi's annual swinging competition. Strapping yourself properly to the swing has to be done with utmost attention. After all, the bell you're supposed to kick is suspended at a height of two stories, and that carries a certain risk. If you want to win, you have to have your technique down pat. You've got to use your waist and your legs. Able competitors abounded in this year's edition. Last year's winner Deng Shangtai says this year his rivals are tough and competition is fierce. You need stamina. It was higher last year, so my goal was farther away and harder to reach. It's going to be my turn now. I'll give it my all. Deng had been training for this moment, perfecting his thrusts, squat and kicks. This year, he kicked the bell a total of 27 times in three minutes, winning him the top spot for the second year in a row. Recovering from the exhaustion on the floor, Zheng says it's a pity he missed some kicks. Ninety-eight competitors from several countries took part in the competition this year. The youngest was 19 years old, the oldest 80. Besides the swinging competition, the event also had singing performances and a market, creating a festive atmosphere. It wasn't just locals who took part. People flocked in from all around Taiwan to celebrate the mid-autumn festival tradition with 130 years of history. An explosion caused by an electric bicycle recently rocked local news. Experts say it may have been caused by an old battery or a faulty charger. They advise owners of two-wheel electric vehicles to put safety first when charging up their ride and replace the battery regularly. Take out the battery, connect and plug in the transformer, and the scooter's charging. But the expert says the slapdash method can easily start an electrical fire. Many leave the cable rolled up while charging, but that can interfere with the wire and cause a short circuit. The cable should be opened up and straightened, so the circuit is unimpeded. Extension cables are also best avoided, she says. Don't use an extension lead that's too old. All electric vehicles use 110 volts. When we charge them, we should try not to let the battery tilt diagonally, and do it in a cool shaded place. 
Another important point is to plug it in properly and not leave it plugged in for too long. A brand new lithium-ion battery can run for 30 kilometers on about two hours charge. But 18 months later, its capacity will have deteriorated. It will only last 25 kilometers. Charging time should also be shorter. An 18-month-old battery has basically already started to deteriorate. My suggestion would be, once you've used it 18 months or two years, don't leave it charging for so long. The battery is starting to wear out and oxidize, so it's safest to replace it regularly. This expert says you should stop charging the battery as soon as the charging light turns from red to green to avoid overcharging. She says a battery should be replaced after two or three years and for safety's sake, don't be too thrifty. Buy a quality product. The Forestry Bureau is trying to improve telecommunications coverage in mountainous areas and one such place is near Taidong's Jiaming Lake, an area accessible only by foot. To build the necessary base station, officials had to find a way to get a 100-kilogram generator up a mountain. Fortunately, a local man from the indigenous Bunan tribe stepped up to the challenge and physically carried the generator up his back the mountain. It's not easy to disassemble generators, and the workers wouldn't have been able to lug the generator on their backs. So the contractor approached me for help. I thought the base would be something everyone would benefit from, so why not? So I took it up. The 3.2-kilometer trail features gradients of up to 70 degrees and an altitude of over 3,000 meters above sea level. Despite that, the trek took the seasoned mountaineer just five hours to finish. Passersby who saw the spectacle couldn't help but gawk as in wonder as the heavy generator made its way up the mountain one step at a time. Next year in Taiwan, the number of pet dogs and cats is expected to exceed the number of children for the first time. That means the pet industry is booming, and all manner of pet paraphernalia is big business. Let's take a look at some of the electronics being launched to cater to pet owners' needs, and we'll hear from a vet on how smart tech fits into an ideal pet care strategy. This dog responds straight away to its owner's commands. That smart, sweet face is a bomb for the soul. More and more Taiwanese are choosing a pet over a child. The pet sector is estimated at 50 billion NT a year. And of course, the tech industry has its paws in the pie. Sometimes a dog's bowl can be quite dirty. You might wash it one day, but it will still keep gathering dust. So I think a smart drinking fountain is very important. One home electronics firm has launched an air purifier especially for pet owners. It can handle dog and cat hair and animal odors, now with extra sucking power and medical-grade filters. The air purifier might be quite necessary because my cat molts a lot. Our flagship purifier is aimed at the over 10,000 NT top-end purifier market. Once this product line is established, we expect to occupy upwards of 20% of the whole 10,000 NT air purifier market. Online retailers found that pet owners were keen on feeding devices that let them control timing and portion sizes via remote video surveillance. Such devices have grown massively in popularity recently, but vets warn not to rely too heavily on smart tech. These things are just there as a support. What's ideal is taking care of your pet in person, of course. 
Taiwan's domestic cat and dog population is expected to hit almost 3 million in 2021, surpassing the number of children under 16 in the country. No wonder the tech industry has set its sights on the hearts of animal lovers. You might have heard of the famous Anping treehouse in Tainan, but have you ever heard of the treehouse in Zhanghua? One couple in the city built their home around a banyan tree more than 40 years ago. At the time, the tree was already more than a century old. Over the years, the house owner says the tree has only made her home cool and comfortable, although it does compete for space in the bathroom. The tree makes its way up from the ground to the second floor, then breaks out of the wall and reaches towards the sky. Huang Su, the house owner, lets it grow through the small bathroom, between toilet and sink. As you can see, it's still possible to sit on the toilet, and she claims it's perfectly comfortable. Mrs Huang's husband built the house 46 years ago. He deliberately made space for the banyan tree, creating a unique cohabitation between tree and house. The tree was here when we moved in. When we were building the house, we circled the tree. We didn't damage it. We went round it, protecting it. The tree has flourished more and more since then. With the great tree hugging the walls and threading in and out of the house, it's a great way to ventilate the rooms, and the leaves provide shade from the sun. My husband loved this tree. He liked greenery. It's good for the eyes, it provides shelter from the wind, shade, and makes the house cooler. This one-of-a-kind treehouse once welcomed a coach full of visitors who came specially to pay the tree their respects. Mrs Huang's husband passed away last year at the age of 94, but she is still hale and hearty at 92. She says the treehouse is a beloved living memory of her husband.